distance, boss fights lead tower. We are tracking you. Head for bay 35. Over. Copy that. Locked in for 35. Welcome back to the Docking Base 35 podcast. I'm your host, Vinny. I'm your heart monster, Sharon. And oh. introducing our first guest ever, Kels. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. We love you too. Love you too. <laughs> um, so, Kels. Of course. Where, where can the people find you? Oh, well, um, well, I guess, hello, my name is Kellen, um, I am online at, well, on Twitter and, I guess, Instagram at Naikuharu, it's spelled N-A-I-K-U-H-A-R-U, it is a name I came up with in my weeaboo 14-year-old self, so please forgive me for that. (laughs) Oh, good, we're all weebs here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening and coming back to us, even though we're all self-quarantined. You can follow us at Docking Bay Three Five on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also email us anytime at dockingbay three five at gmail dot com. Also, rate us five stars on uh, you know, all the things because we need it. Do it. Um, Yes. Uh so uh Sharon, what are we <laughs> gonna be talking about today? Uh well, we're this episode's gonna be about episode fifteen of the Clone Wars three D animated television show. Um be warned, there are spoilers. We spoil a lot beyond the episode. We'll spoil Steven Universe the Future, we'll spoil RuPaul's Records. <laughs> All the time. We'll spoil All, All the spoils. Yeah. All the spoilers. <laughs> just, Sorry. just everything. <laughs> All at once. But before we get into the icebreaker, um, I just wanted to spend some time to um, talk about just you, Kels, and oh, <laughs> sort of what you, um, how you did to get into Star Wars, and like what kind of fun Star Wars things you do as a fan. Okay. Um. Well, I, I honestly don't really remember exactly how I got into Star Wars. I remember liking the movies as a little kid. Um, like. The first crushes that I can honestly remember were on both Ewan McGregor and Darth Maul in <laughs> The Phantom Menace at the same time. So that was that was fun during my childhood. <laughs> um, <Wow>. but, <laughs> but yeah, I've had a massive resurgence in my love for Star Wars in the last, uh, I want to say, eight to ten years, I guess, um, mm. because I was introduced to The Clone Wars. Um, I don't exactly remember how with that either, but I know that I fell hard and fast for the show. So, um, I mean, it, it got me into drawing more fan art for stuff. It got me into more online communities. Um, yeah, I, it got me into the Mandalorian Mercs eventually as well, too. Um, I joined with Sharon and Vinny uh, about, or about the same time as... Both of those guys, I actually met Sharon because of fan art of the Clone Wars and everything like that. Uh, My favorite story yeah. with you two so. <laughs> is your uh, carpool down to Celebration. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. the first, the first official time that we met each other was I went and picked up Sharon so we could drive down <laughs> to Celebration 2015 together. 
So that was the first time that we had ever met in person. <laughs> we First time we ever met in person, I slept at your house and mm-hmm. we drove for six hours straight. Mm-hmm. And we talked uh, the entire way down there. <laughs> yeah, it could have been really bad, honestly. It could have. So it could have. I know. I'm but, glad it worked out, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The power yeah. of of the of like Star Wars fan community and just like it it is really strange. I feel like even though Star Wars does get a bad rap for like being like a tricky fandom to navigate in terms of just all of the infighting, I, yeah. I feel like something that people gloss over is really how strangely built in the community is. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, another. Sorry, go. Oh no. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just like that, that there is like such a intense and like long and giant community that like we could just easily tap into, um, mm-hmm. and like find people that are like minded and yeah, absolutely six hours with them at a time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and not get tired of each other. Force does balance itself. California. It does. It does. <laughs> equal, uh, equal light side, equal dark side. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, sandwich between you and McGregor and Darth Maul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, yep. Don't drag me yeah. like this, <laughs> You brought it up. I don't know. I did. I did. I know. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Well, let's get into the episode. Episode fifteen. Um, <laughs> Sharon, let's get into this icebreaker you got here. Yes, yes, yes. Icebreaker. All right. So, really quickly. Um, so this is um an ice planet or it's an ice moon um off of Pantora and um and everyone has completely decked out snow gear. Like everyone has like mm-hmm. their own like um like ice planet outfit. And so my icebreaker today for the both of you is if you had to go on an ice planet, what would you have for your ice planet outfit? Like mm-hmm. any concepts? I know that Everyone and their mom is doing an Arctic themed like <laughs> heart trooper or like man- Arctic Mandalorian for for Star Wars celebration. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's going to be hot and <laughs> hot, not hot, hot, <laughs> hot on hot, hot, hot as Mustafar. Me bad. It's not yeah, going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the planet we'll be talking about is more like hot. <laughs> not quite this one. So. Right. Um, well, I have been slowly trying to concept out how to turn Stolas into a Mandalorian Arctic Mando. Nice. Uh, it's coming out okay. My plate's already white, so I was just thinking of, uh, doing a gray flight suit and adding some fur. Always a good way to go. Yeah, keep it simple. (laughs) Mm, Make myself hot, but not too hot. I already have a vinyl vest, so... Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, because of this uh, Rona going on, I'm going to look like a summer sausage in my armor. <laughs> Better start Aww. doing some push-ups. Thanks, Arnold. Yeah. Governator. <laughs> um, what about you, Kels? Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, My Mando, though... My kid is retired now, uh, was very forest oriented, so I don't know if I would go with a, an Arctic Mando or just kind of layer up like Obi-Wan and Anakin did in that episode, because those look like comfy I love jackets, their puffy man. jackets. 
They look so comfy. Dude, those so, jackets so are dope AF. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see, I haven't seen anybody do those jackets yet, but they're super rad. Like, yeah. they kind of flow almost like Kylo Ren's costume from uh, <laughs> yeah. episode 7. Yeah. It has, like, the quilting that sort of is reminiscent of, like, a snowspeeder jacket. But I feel mm-hmm. like the silhouette reminds me of, like, the Columbia, Star Wars Columbia jackets that they wore um, for all the people behind the scenes for, like, actual oh, yeah. Doesn't yeah. it look that bad? And then, like, but it the does. goggles, the goggles are, like, um, Love the goggles. from, like, sort of, like, Luke's, like, outfit kind of thing mm-hmm. with that, like, sort of yellow tinted goggle. Yeah, to block out the snow blindness and everything, or help with the snow blindness, I should say. Oh, um, yeah, it's definitely a hot look, mm-hmm. especially if you wear yeah. that costume to Celebration Anaheim. Absolutely, so hot on so it many would... levels. <laughs> it would definitely be akin to, I would think, a snow trooper. Which, speaking of which, Rex and the troopers' outfits in that just oh, a plus. My God, love that design. <laughs> love it. I think I this is the first it. time we see that helmet style. I think so. Yeah, I don't... and it's like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it really pops up until they get to desert planets and they're like the desert uh, yeah, variety like of the, the stuff. Uh, so. uh, those are the secret missions too. That's not till like mm-hmm. season six. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so happy to have two clone experts ahead of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, I really love Rex's outfit in this episode. Like, because um, like the thing is with like the snow um the snowtroopers is that like you only really see like their lenses there's mm-hmm. like nothing else but like the thing that's nice is that you can still see their like little mouths yeah their, like <laughs> deep visor mouth like there's like still like that cute little expression but it, everything is like sort of flattened out um and i just like how everything moves like it and like the way that the sh- episode is directed like there's so much movement and action and so mm-hmm. you can really see like all the layers of fabric and material like flow and and move. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it was a fantastic way to like showcase like this outfit and yeah, I really love all the outfits in this episode. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely A-plus. trespass. Yeah, in, like we also see a Pantaren for the first time, like other than uh, that one George Lucas Pantaren <laughs> in the uh, Senate. Yeah. I think Katie Lucas was also uh, a Pantoran. Yeah, Ooh. I think both of his. I think both of his daughters were. They were oh, really? aides or something. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I thought it was just Katie. But that later they do have because because the current chairman he dies, yeah, um, and he gets replaced by George Spoiling. Lucas, which yeah, great. Um, <laughs> he gets replaced by George Lucas and and um. And like later on in this show, um, they feature his in all three of his children as mm-hmm. Pantorans. Yeah, but I don't. They have a. Think... Sorry, I continue. <laughs> oh, um, but they have, um, but yeah, I think Katie is the only one that was there, live okay. in the live action episode three. Mm. But what were you gonna say, Helen? Yeah, I mean, cause like. This might be minor spoilers or whatever, but um, like later on in the show, I forget what season it is, but there is actually a little mini arc featuring uh that George Lucas cameo character with the with the his aides or daughters or whatever they rated into <laughs> in the show. Um, 
yeah, it's just like a little spy intrigue sort of thing. And yeah, I don't know. I always just find it funny because it's just a little cameo in the movies. And then in the show, they expand the characters completely, which is like part of the reason why I love the uh, animated side of Star Wars so much. They They're able to build on so much stuff that is just like little throwaway things from the movies. Oops. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Like, these little, like, nuances that us as Star Wars fans know, like, small little trivias, like, oh, that was George Lucas in blue makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's, like, also this quality of, like, I remember in um, The Toys That Made Us, like, the documentary on Netflix, there's, like, this mm-hmm. one episode about Star Wars, and they were talking about how, like, a lot of Star Wars, like, like, I think Star Wars is, like, one property that, like, is really open to the idea that, like, um, of, like, if they create, like, a toy that, like, hasn't been in the movie, but, like, George Lucas is completely fine with, oh, that was probably offset, like, this looks like it's still part of Star Wars kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the the really fascinating thing to me about Star Wars often is just the idea that, like, anything in the background has its own narrative and, like, has its own place and, like, um and story going on in the background and you can totally believe that it's like that like the universe is such like a lived in a much space because there's just so many interesting characters in the background that you can glean just enough to really feel like they're real and that they have their own narratives and and experiences mm-hmm. um and 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 it's crazy that like just one cameo of like a blue George Lucas has created like a really like intriguing and like beautiful species that I feel like everyone who can't afford Leku um <laughs> just really fought over because they they're really pretty. They mm-hmm. are, especially with yeah. their little details on their face. Yeah, the little tribal family markings or, or something yeah. like that. I think, but and like white hair, they're mm. like elves. And like yeah. Neo Chi Chi <laughs> is like elves. beautiful. Space elves. Uh, uh. Like Neo Chi Chi <laughs> is like so hot. She's Gorgeous. like beautiful. <laughs> her, her eyes are like doughish. She's always like <laughs> wearing the most fashionable things. Honestly, she, she makes like she she makes Padme look pedestrian. <laughs> Snap! Oh, oh my god. Sharon calling out the costume designers. Oh my god. Well, anyways, Trespass was directed by Brian Kellen (laughs) O'Connell. The same director as The Malevolence Arc. Uh, Uh, Malevolence. Written by by Stephen Melching, Scott Murphy, and Henry Gilroy. Ah, Sharon. So, remember the last time we had this many writers on the thing? (laughs) Oh! Oh that, oh, that was a mess. I don't know. It seems like they got it together this time because mm. I didn't have any of the same problems as I did with that episode. Like, well, it seemed what... as though the f- story was flowing a lot better this time around. Well, you know what it is? I think Henry Gilroy and Stephen Melching, between the two of them, like, I recognize their names a lot, and they seem to be, like, um, they they both have, like, a really huge hand in, like, um, Star Wars The Clone Wars, and I feel like they it really felt like a conversation was happening, like, in terms of the theming of this episode. Um, mm. And it, it it was sort of fascinating. And so I'm not surprised that there's, like, a lot of people, but it, it felt like it was a lot of people that were sort of on the same page, but may have, may have had, like, complicated views that they wanted to express. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, 
That's great. Um, but before we get into that, um, the fortune cookie for this episode, um, arrogance diminishes wisdom. Very, very apt for the episode. Yeah. It's very <laughs> short and sweet. It's a great mm-hmm. uh, fortune cookie. Oh, Vinny, do you have the um, fortune cookie? Um, I mean, do you want to hear it? It's a horrible one. Oh. Yes. The worse, <laughs> the better. <laughs> Give it to me, Vinny. <laughs> Give me the fortune cookie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Someone is looking up to you. Don't let that person down. Oh! No pressure. No That's pressure. So much pressure. <laughs> Man, I sort of want to know who that person who wrote that fortune cookie and if they're like, um, they're really stressed <laughs> out. They're yeah. like, my kid thinks that I just write fortune cookies and doesn't realize that I want to be a screenwriter. <laughs> I have a Oh, honey. Oh. As an English Hunty. major, that speaks to my soul. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, let's well, let's distract from our existential. Uh, let's distract ourselves from this existential crisis and, and just summarize the episode. So, Indeed. trespass. Um, while investigating the disappearance of a clone security force, Anakin and Obi-Wan get caught in the middle of an escalating conflict between the furry territorial inhabitants of a desolate ice world and the greedy representatives of a nearby moon. Um, it takes the literal death of their racist chairman <laughs> to find some peace between the people that clearly just want to be left alone. Maybe, maybe. All right, hear me out. Maybe <laughs> if we get rid of our racist chairman... Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that was... maybe things would be better around <laughs> here too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, like not to get political and all, but yeah, you're missing wow. the eye, eyebrow this... waggle. But <laughs> <laughs> honestly, why don't we just go there? I mean, I feel like um, or maybe we'll we'll like skirt tangentially. Like I feel like George <laughs> Lucas. I'm really curious, like what kind of, what kind of, like okay, so like. You know how like Walt Disney like he um he like made things like Fantasia, he's made things like um like uh like that Salvador Dali like thing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that short. Yeah, like yeah. he like did all these things that like um that or like um that like wanted to like engender like a specific kind of audience and like create like a specific kind of audience that's like acculturated. I sort of wonder on the other side of things if George Lucas really wanted to have uh, or wanted to like create something that made people feel more inclined to be politically active. I mean, I I, like, oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I would definitely argue that he did because he's gone on record a few different times in a couple different interviews saying that like um, the movies are supposed to be, Maybe not always a direct reflection of what's going on currently in the political climate, but usually at least on themes that can be found uh, around the same time that those movies were created and everything. So I would definitely think so. Yeah. (laughs) And all that good stuff. So I would definitely say that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, I mean, if you so. look at Star Wars, and as Star Wars fans, I'm sure we've all analyzed it. Like, mm-hmm. every war that this world has had, like our world here in reality, like, has had a reflection in mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like, we've seen World War One, we've seen World War Two. Heck, we've seen, like, the Vietnam War in, like, mm-hmm. um, watching Rogue One, you know? Like watching how George not even George at this point it's now Disney doing the same thing like the people that they brought in like from Lucasfilm are still doing the same thing there's like poetry mm-hmm. and rhymes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean like they've definitely been doing it for a while but I mean it's it's literally it's Star Wars <laughs> like it is literally a series about wars and battle and how that affects everything in life around yeah and like we were just talking about this last episode where it's just like you know like we got to like realize that we might not ever see those happy days like Mm. uh like uh war cells like the pew pew cell you know yeah exactly yeah it's like what was dj's quote the best business is Earth. <laughs> what I forget what it was exactly, but DJ had a point. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was so. it? Uh, take my advice. Don't enlist. <laughs> no. Well, that and also I'm... like with war, business is booming and everything like that. I I don't remember yeah. what the quote was. Gosh, watch it come to us. Yeah. Either this episode or next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. Captain Rex is a badass in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I know uh, <laughs> Sharon has a special place in her heart for Captain No Rex. What did you think of uh, you know all these clean shots he was getting this episode? Mm. Oh, so cool! Uh, but the, I, mean, <laughs> I feel really sad about it. I like you know the towels. Like I, I like. I like their design. I think they're cute. I feel like terrible that so many like talls and clones like die in this episode. Yeah. Recently. And like, uh, like, can we talk about the talls? So like the talls are like the native creatures on that moon. Um, mm-hmm. I think the first time you ever see them is in a new hope, like in the background and tattooing. Right. Yeah. yeah One was at the, nose. yeah, at the, um, at the cantina. Don't yeah. scratch your nose. Not right now. I just, <laughs> I love the talls in the sense that they have like the same like silhouette and like vibe of like a wookie but like an albino mm. wookie but instead mm. of a cute face it's the face of a spider <laughs> yeah it's like it's the spidery <laughs> version of a yeti to uh the wookie's sasquatch i know so, yeah, they got in the yeah. Suit, and they're like rawr, rawr. <laughs> yeah they're, they're really cute um mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's like a cool design they- yeah, and, like, the way that they hug, and I just felt bad, like, I felt like this whole, like, all the conflict in this episode in particular, like, I think the the conflict in any of the prequels, like, seems, like, sort of inane and, like, useless when you think about the grand scheme of, like, Palpatine controlling everything, but this yeah. felt the most inane and useless, <laughs> almost because Palpatine wasn't controlling it, that it was, um, that, like, the the conflict in here was more actually about real politics um, yeah or politics that like i feel like was almost like too close to home 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that was the point of the episode, was to give a very direct, like, hey, even though there's, like, all of this big war happening in the rest of the galaxy, uh, well, maybe not small things necessarily, but smaller scale uh, sort of conflicts and stuff, especially around, like, colonization and everything like that, are still happening without the influence necessarily of, you know, the grand scheme of the galaxy and everything. There are people who are still fighting amongst each other or um, trying to expand their own territories and power while there is a power struggle through the rest right. of the universe. So. People like Chairman Chi Cho. What a <sighs> jerk. Yeah, I wanted to punch him the first second he started talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here's a quote. I am willing to live and die for my people. It's about time that you do the same. Mm. You. Which, um, I mean, like, it's definitely a stance to have, but he he didn't. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> died. He died. He didn't die, <laughs> for, he his died for his people, sort of. He didn't. Die. I, well, except his people weren't agreeing with him, so he didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, they, well, they... Sorry, I don't know if we're supposed to talk of chronological order thing. Oh, but... no, no, not really. <laughs> okay, no, that's well, That's why we I warn mean... people, hey, we're probably going to spoil some other stuff. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is just freeform fun. Yeah. I mean, like, because, yeah, at the end, like, um, Rio gets the communication out uh, to the council, I think, um, of Pantora, and they agree that the chairman is way out of line. So it's like, he basically just died for his own hubris and arrogance. As per the fortune cookie, because his people did not agree with him, so he didn't die for his people. He died because he's a moron and a jerk. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> tying all these things together. <laughs> yeah, and I think um the the fascinating thing about um Chairman Chicho to me is just like the idea of um sacrifice, like that hmm. he thinks that like him sacrificing himself, like or being willing to sacrifice himself and and having that much like pride is actually like the thing that allows him to act the way that he acts. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like yeah. the fact that he feels threatened is enough to like to completely try and take the rights of like another people. Mm -hmm. Um and like also the fact that like he goes through all of this and he dies thinking that he's right. Mm -hmm. Like, he dies, like, on the thing that he stands on. And, like, that's, I think, like, weirdly the most infuriating thing, because I feel like that's so true, is that people like that, it's, it, or at least, like, people that I've encountered that, that Ch Chairman Chicho reminds me of, like, they, there are people that I can never convince. Exactly. Um, about, like, the rights and the, because they're so convinced that that because they're threatened in some way that they're that they can't see like other people as as real and mm -hmm. deserving of the same quality of life that they do which is yeah. just like it was almost like too real <laughs> for my yep. for my fictional space opera especially <laughs> right now with all this shelter in place stuff people who are not yeah. toilet paper and whatnot <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like yeah People are putting their own oh, yeah. lives above others, and it's like, yeah, I mean, yes, it is definitely important to 
practice self preservation and everything like that, but you don't gotta be a dick about it. Yeah. So Chairman Chicho yeah. definitely hoards toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think he would hoard toilet paper though. I would think that if he was like a real person, he would blame it on Asian people. And <laughs> think that they're the reason why Got like his oh. thing is just that he he lets like the fear of like not being able to control the situation like and mm-hmm. uses and uses that fear as a way to hate and um snipe out like a particular like people and not and not only like do that but like encourage or or force other people to do the same like like mm-hmm. Chuchi and the clones and um yeah exactly yeah. like because he definitely used the clones as a tool just because they were there and like I think uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are kind of in a tough spot, but it is kind of funny, like, with that, though, too, like, with them being there and being the ones to first actually peacefully reach out to the Talls and um, just kind of try to mediate the situation before uh, the chairman decrees it a Pantoran internal affair. And right. them essentially getting shut out, and then Rio eventually, um, <laughs> like once she gets the communique out and has the Pintoran people agree with her that he that the chairman's out of line, like she immediately tries to shove off <laughs> the responsibility of uh, diplomacy onto Obi Wan and Anakin, Obi-Wan's like just literally, like, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it's is... like, nah. This is on you, homie. Yeah, this is your problem. <laughs> you made it your problem, it's gonna be your problem. <laughs> so, yeah. But the clones are stuck in that they still have to protect the chairman because he is a world leader, you right. know. Um, but they are also essentially just the cannon fodder at that point. Because it's not like they took yeah. Pintorans there uh, to help protect the chairman aside from yeah, Rex that lost a lot small of detachment. Yeah, what was it? Eleven Sad dead, face. the rest injured. Yeah. <laughs> he said. So. Who, oh, got a question for both of you. Hmm. Who's more of an animal, oh. Chairman Chicho or Captain Argaius? Oh. Oh. No, Cap- Captain Chicho. Captain Argaius. He just found an opportunity and went with it, and I hate his butt chin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the chairman, I think, is actually uh, an animal. Oh. Yeah, the chairman was definitely. <laughs> the chairman was more acting out of just like straight up self interest and in that he wanted to control an entire f- world. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Chopper will take care of it. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. Don't worry about it. Thank you, Chopper. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, the chairman for sure. <laughs> well, let's go uh, blow up this Toka stand. Any final thoughts? <laughs> Oh, no, Vinny, you can't get tacos right now before we talk about Rio Chuchi and her response is like a character. You're right. We'll you definitely so mm-hmm. get tacos after, though. <laughs> yeah. Tacos do sound um, good. No, I, I guess like the, the main thing that I want to say as a final thought is just what she says as a response to Chairman Chicho. She says um, to the Talls after Chicho dies is, to die for one's people is a great sacrifice. To live for one's people is a greater sacrifice. And I choose to live for my people. What do you choose? Um, that is 
deep AF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I choose to fight yeah. for the users. That's basically <laughs> what she said. Pretty I much. Love it. I yeah. I hope that like well she's a senator so she's gonna represent like the people mm-hmm. and now that we have uh Chairman George Lucas at the helm I'm yeah. sure <laughs> she will have all the diplomacy and good things yeah and I mean like that's definitely a learning experience for her too like having the oh gosh what what did he call himself um. The exalted leader of Pantora or whatever, like, shouting her down and overriding her authority, despite her actually having authority in that situation, like, it, it, it is a great line, because it is, I think, more important to kind of try to survive to lead people on into the future rather than just throwing yourself into great blaze of glory sometimes, so... Yeah, and I yeah. think it's just like advocating for like a a kind of diplomacy that that doesn't require such violence and sacrifice to begin with, mm-hmm. and and I think um and like and I think like um as much as like she wanted to like sort of shift things over to like the Jedi, it it was important, I think not just for for her to like learn and be better, but I guess also like for Pantorans to deal with Pantoran matters. Um, and for the Jedi not always to be sort of the white savior of it all. Mm. Um, and, um, but also like, but I, this is like, I, Chuchi, Rio Chuchi comes back in a couple of episodes later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she continues to be like, um, like, this is like the only episode where I feel like she falters incredibly, at least in my memory. And I really only know her as like this really confident senator that, um, that is like on the same line of like confident, powerful senators like Padme and Leia, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I just I really love her. If she was a real person, I would like crush on her so hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely want to give her a hug and thank her for being awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, this is definitely early in the Clone Wars too. Like we could see. Yeah, I like, mean, there's the relationships between like people are still growing and like mm-hmm. all that jazz. Yeah, for sure. Well, are there any other final thoughts? I got it. I got to blow up this taco stand already for thirty minutes. Thank you, everybody. Oh. <laughs> that was okay. We have a guest, Vinny. We do have a guest. Yay. Thank you so much, Kels, for coming on board. You're welcome. Thank you guys for having me. No problem. You're welcome back to our docking bay anytime. Excellent. Thank you. No problem. This is the way. Yeah. This is the way. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for 3-5.